following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everybody. And good morning to everybody watching us online. Let's give these folks a great hand watching us online. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of you uh, are out of town and some of you are members of other churches and you're watching from other cities and some of you are just cold natured (laughs) and you didn't want to battle the cold getting out. And you know what? I can't say that I blame you. But what a beautiful crowd. This place is full, wall to wall. Why don't you give yourself a hand for just being in church today? That's good stuff. Amen. What a joy. What a joy to see and what a joy to know that you're here because you want to be here. Uh, I, don't, I don't see people walk through the door that are kicking and screaming saying, I want to go out of here. I don't want to be here. You came because you want to be here. Now, some of you are cooler with that than others, but some are just absolutely overwhelmed with the fact you get to go to church. I love people that love to go to church, and you folks love to go to church. This church has a blessed history of people enjoying what they feel and what they get here from this place And we thank God for the music today and thank God for the word that's going to come forth today. I'm going to kind of declare some things today, okay? This is Declaration Day. This is Declaration Day. It's the second Sunday of the new year. And by the way, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. What a joy to see you in this brand new year. And it's going to be a a great year for us. And, uh, and, And I want to give a shout out to my middle daughter. My kids were kind of like me when I was raised. My parents drug me to church on Sunday and drug me to church on Wednesday and I became a drug addict. And uh, my kids are the same way and my Cassidy's home today. Uh, she's, had, she's had a bad case of the flu this week and now it's in the children, it's in one of her daughters and so it'll probably go through the whole house before it's over and then it'll go away again and it won't come back for another year, thank God. But I give Cass a shout out today. Let's, let's give a hand to my sweet daughter. What a joy. She's a great part of what we do here at church. Now, I'm going, to, I'm going to speak to you today on a subject that I've been announcing for a while called Dreamers of the Day. Dreamers of the Day. And with God's help, we're going to talk to you a little bit about it. I won't be lengthy, I promise. We'll be out of here in plenty of time. In fact, I've made a, I've made a commitment to God that my preaching will be more, more uh, compact, less length, and perhaps more substance. Amen. And so today I want to preach the gospel to you. Would you stand all over the building? It's an honor to call you church today. It's an honor to call you friends today. And if I didn't get to greet you at the door, we're happy to have you. If you're brand new here today, we're excited to have you. If you're in your second or third visit, that meant you liked the first or second visit. We're happy to have you. And if you're just experiencing something saying, you know, it's a new year and I'm looking for a church and I'd like to have something that was a little alive and perhaps moved a little bit. Well, you found a place that's a little bit alive and it'll move a little bit. Amen. And what a joy to have you today. God bless this to your heart. Everybody say dreamers, dreamers. Of, the day. of the day. My subject today. God bless you. you. may be seated. You're awesome people. January the 3rd, 2004, 15 years ago this month, a rover named Spirit landed on Mars. Mars. And for the next 90 days, there was some stunning photography of the Martian landscape. A few days later, Spirit's twin rover, Opportunity, 
landed on the earth's cousin as well. And both rovers explored the surface of the red planet. These explorations were the most aggressive in space since the Apollo missions to the moon. Who was behind it? What people could conjure up and implement plans to do these things. They don't bear burly images of action figures. They're not weightlifters perhaps, but they're smaller, quieter, and more thoughtful. Yet they're direct heirs to the ancients who wished to fly. To Da Vinci, who penned numerous drawings of men in flight. To the Wright brothers of a century past. To the mythical Icarus. To the men who dreamed of soaring. These people who reached to the utter and outer realms of our solar system were unique. They are men and women who have joined together for a purpose. They sacrificed personal ambitions and desires and were subordinated to a mission. They checked their egos at the door. They planned, they worked, they stumbled, they fell, but they got back up. They tried until they succeeded. They're ordinary men and women with an extraordinary desire. They want to succeed where others have never tried. They are what we call dreamers of the day. Lawrence said this, T.E. Lawrence, all men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake in the day to find that it, is, it was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men, for they may act out their dream with open eyes to make it possible. A new year has dawned, folks. It really has. The burning question this year will be, are we better off today than we were a year ago? But I'm not so much interested if you're better off today than you were a year ago. I wish to ask you a different question. Will you be better off next year at this time than you are today? That's the question. Five years from now, 2024, should the Lord tarry us coming, how will you be then? Let's not compare ourselves in our today with our yesterday but let's compare ourselves of our todays with our tomorrows. What does our future hold? Oh, I know psychics and astrologers and crystal ball gazers and tea leaf readers will all have their prognostications and their, their beliefs and their, their understandings. But I choose to look at the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. Solomon said it this way in Proverbs. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Say amen to that. And your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. God calls us to become what he can make us. Let's not shrink from the heavenly call. Paul said, I was obedient to the heavenly vision. Let's put our shoulders to the wheel and see what God has for us this year. Let's believe, folks. Let's believe God for the impossible. Say amen to that. Let's see who God can make us to be. Say amen to that. And let's welcome what God can cause us to do. Like the twin rovers on Mars in 2004. Spirit and opportunity. God's spirit always brings God's opportunity. You are in a spirit-filled house. You're in a place where the spirit resides. We preach here as Moses said to God years ago when the Lord said, I'm going to let you go to the land of promise. I'm going to give you houses, I'm going to give you wells, I'm going to give you vineyards, but I'm not going with you. And Moses said, Lord, just go ahead and take me out. Because if you don't go with us, I don't want anything you got for us. I want your presence more than I want anything else. And this church for the last 29 years has practiced the presence of God. We want his presence more than anything else. 
See, when God is going to do something wonderful, he chooses a difficulty. But when he's going to do something very wonderful, he chooses an impossibility. I want to talk to you today. How many of you folks are night dreamers? Come on. How many of you are night dreamers? How many of you get up in the morning and you can't realize how to put that dream together? Come on. It's convoluted. Come on. It's convoluted. My wife can dream about Montana. She really can. She can dream about Montana. She can dream about Mexico and dream about the church all in one night. And she'll get up the next morning and say, baby, my dream. She dreams every night. She dreams every night. And we go through this every morning. We go this every morning. Okay, baby, Montana, Mexico, church, Montana, Mexico, church. God likes M&Ms? No. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's different between a night dream and a day dream? A night dream you can't control. You really can't. Because what comes into your mind is what you've been thinking about or what you've been praying about. But it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, it's a thing that just happens. It rocks into your world and walks out of your mind probably about that quick and you think it lasted forever. And you can't understand it the next morning. But when you daydream, when you dream in the day, you can plan that dream. You can see something. And you can seize something. And you can speak to that something. And all of a sudden it becomes a reality in your life. And so we're not going to talk about dreams that you can't control tonight, today. We're going to talk about dreams that you can implement in your own life, in your own heart tonight, today. About 2,500 years ago, there was a, a man that God allowed to speak about the church. See, prophets in the Old Testament, folks, were what I call dreamers of the day. They were visionary men. They saw things in visions. They saw things in the way that God had put them together. Isaiah saw the coming Messiah. He said, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, shall call his name Emmanuel, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Jeremiah saw the, the tribulation. He, he, saw, he saw Israel going into captivity and Israel coming out of captivity. Daniel saw the end times. He really did. But there was a man named Ezekiel. Ezekiel, who was the man that God showed the church to and how the church was going to progress in the last days. And I want to read and preach about that man today. I want to introduce to you Zeke from the Bible, not number 21 of the Dallas Cowboys. Who got 50 yards last night. Amen. And I heard a ram say amen. About 2,500 years ago, God allowed a young man named Ezekiel to see what heaven had planned for the end time. I want to introduce that Ezekiel today. He was a major prophet. He was a dreamer of the day. And in chapter 1, he started. Israel was taken into captivity by the Babylonians. And that captivity would last for 70 years. Now stay with me. I'm telling a little story. And when they got down to Babylon, one of the first places they went was to a river. The name of that river was Chabar, C-H-E-B-A-R. And the Bible said that evidently they had brought their harps with them. They were musicians. They were players. They were singers. And they sang songs of the Lord back home. But when they got to the river Chabar, they hung their harps on willow trees because they said when they were asked, sing us a song in Psalms 137, they said, we cannot sing a song in a strange land. We cannot sing the songs of the Lord here. And so they hung their harps up on a willow. But there was a young prophet among them that day also. He said, I too was by the rivers of Babylon in the 30th year, the fourth month and the fifth day. But while everyone else was weeping, 
while everyone else was hanging their harps on willow trees and not wanting to sing, he said, I looked up higher. (laughs) I looked up and I saw the heavens opened. I saw an open heaven and I had visions. I had a dreamer of the day vision of God. And you know what he did? You know what Ezekiel did? He started telling those people of what was going to happen and what was going to take place. And for the next several chapters, he started prophesying as he would prophesy to a church. And so I'm going to take the prophecies of Ezekiel and I'm going to prophesy three things to this church today because I'm a dreamer of the day also. God don't let me dream at night, but boy, I can walk around dreaming all day long. And when I see people walk in the church, I say, you know what? God wants you in this house and God wants you in this house. And when I see you, I speak to you and I seize you because I want God to do something great for you in 2019. Amen. Amen. So Ezekiel said in essence, hey, take your harps down. Let's start singing. It doesn't matter what's happened to you. What matters is that there's still a God with you. And God's going to be here with you. So take the harps down and we're going to sing. Hang up your hang-ups and let's sing a song. I want to declare to you, you know why God wants us to sing? Because Lucifer was the lead musician in heaven. He was one of the three archangels. And when he got proudful and prideful, he said, I'm going to put my throne above the throne of God. And God said, no, you're not. (laughs) I'm going to kick you out. I'm going to kick a field goal through the goalpost of life with you. And he threw one third of the angels out of heaven with Lucifer. And so there's no music in heaven. And so the only singing that heaven has is the church of the living God. And I hate, I hate when people are walking through some chabars in their life and some Babylons in their life and they walk into the house of God and they refuse to sing. It doesn't matter where you are in your journey. Oh, let me preach right now. It doesn't matter what rock you're behind or what rock you're under or what rock you're standing on today. It does not matter. I'm telling you, this church will sing in 2019. We will sing the songs of the Lamb because this church was born to sing and sing we will. Come on, clap your hands real big for that. We'll sing. You ever heard a bird sing? You know why birds sing? Because they're born to sing. That's the first reason. You know the second reason they sing? It's a mating call. They want that mama bird to come over and see that daddy bird. Or that mama bird wants that daddy bird to come. They want to get married and have some kids, some baby birds. And the third reason birds sing is because something gets on their, on their branch or on their limb that they don't like. They sing to blow it away. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, this church is going to sing because we're born to sing. And it's a mating call to our master and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we're not going to let the enemy get on our limb and take away our glory and our victory through our song. So we're going to sing. We're going to sing. We're going to sing. First thing I want you to do, I want you to do, I want you to clap your hands because Jesus is still in the house here today. Come on. Let's just clap our hands real big because Jesus is in the house here today. Come on, clap your hands real big. He's here. He's here. When spirit is here, opportunity's coming. Woo, that felt good, didn't it? And now we're gonna sing. Pastor, I can't sing. Yes, you can, make a joyful noise. 
Yes, you can sing. You ready? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sing it, folks. Hallelujah. I'm louder than all of you. Hallelujah. Sing it now. Hallelujah. 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 Woo! Don't that feel good? How do you like that, heaven? The angels are applauding right now. The angels are applauding right now because we are the music of heaven. Somebody in the house say, I don't care what happens to me in 2019. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna sing every day because the Lord has put a song in my heart. He's put a song in my spirit and I will sing unto the Lord. Hallelujah. God sent me with a message for you today. Yesterday was good, but today is better. And only God knows how good it will get tomorrow. But I will sing, I will sing. The second thing that Ezekiel showed us about the church, I don't wanna get off that first one. But the second thing he showed us was in a further chapter into his book, he talked about this visionary temple that was gonna be made visible in the distant future. It was called the church. Possibly during the millennial reign of our Lord and possibly not. It was just what he thought was going to happen, what he saw. Chapter 41, he tours the magnificent structure and he sees the holy place. And his attention is drawn to the side chambers. You've got to get this now. Or the storehouses tucked inside into the temple walls. As he climbed from the lowest to the highest floor of the temple, the house of God, he noticed that the storehouses, everybody say storehouses, got wider and bigger. And every level he went up, it was a bigger room. I'm about to have a, I'm about to have a runaway up here and you folks are trying to catch what I'm saying. The blessings of God are not decreasing. They are increasing. And I want to go on record right now. I, I, I declare in the name of the Lord that this government shutdown is going to be shut down so people that can get their money and pay their tithe and pay their offering to the house of God will be blessed again. Come on, clap your hands real big for that right now. I'm tired of politics. Let's get our people paid. Come on, clap your hands. Let's get our people paid. But I want to declare something to this congregation. I want to say something to you. Every level that you go up this year, God's got a wider and he's got a larger room for you. More storehouse, more blessing, more storehouse, more blessing. He's not decreasing, he's increasing. And of his kingdom and of his government, there will be no decrease. It will always be an increase. You hear me? God's got something bigger for you. He's got something better for you. Let me show you the pyramids of Egypt. Look here. Here's the pyramids of Egypt. Look, they're big at the bottom and they taper off at the top. That's how the world is. But when you walk in God's church, it's a little bit at the bottom. And as you get higher, it gets larger and larger and wider and deeper and fuller and more blessed. Because God says the higher you go, the more I will bless you. 
So your praise ought to get up. Your worship ought to get up. Your church attendance ought to get up because the higher you go, somebody help me preach right now. You're going to be blessed. In fact, pardon me. Just pardon me just a minute. Just pardon me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Just pardon me. I've never done this in my life. You think I've lost my mind, but I haven't. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Please excuse me. I'm not leaving the church. Please excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm going up these stairs right here. I'm going to go right here. And I'm going to stop about right here. Guess where I am? I'm halfway up these stairs. And every step I took, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Because this year, this year, are you ready for this? We're going to move the platform to here. We're going to knock out that wall, go all the way to the front wall. We're going to knock out this, all this balcony and that wall. We're going way out into the parking lot. And we're going to have a church more than twice this size. And we're going to have rate seating. We're going to have stadium seating. Because God is saying, you've gone higher. You've gone higher. And because of that, I'm going to give you wider. I'm going to give you greater. I'm going to give you more room. God's got his hand on this church. Somebody say glory. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, to be 18 again. I could fly when I was 18. Let me, let me show you what the scripture says in Ezekiel 41. He said the side rooms all around the temple were wider at each successive level. The structure surrounding the temple was built in ascending stages so that the rooms widened as one went upward. And I put in my notes, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> the closer to his coming, the higher in the house we go, the room gets bigger. The room gets wider. The room gets more spacious. I'm a daydreamer, but God wants this church to grow. We're already making an impact on Austin, Texas, but we're not finished. We're just getting started. Would you clap your hands and rejoice in that? God is with us. Jabez said, enlarge my territory. Hallelujah, and God did. Jesus keeps on increasing. Proverbs 4 said, the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more into the perfect day. Everybody say, we're gonna sing in this house. We're gonna see an increase in this house. This is the church, folks. And the third thing that I'm going to talk about, and this is, this is my closing point, but I'm going to be with it a while, so don't think I'm going to leave in just a minute. Later in the same vision, Ezekiel comes to the front of the temple facing the east toward a new day. The east is always a new day. And Ezekiel sees a thin stream of water flowing over the threshold of the door. And the spirit bids him to follow it. And as Ezekiel followed the river, he noticed the further it went, everybody say the wider and deeper it became. I'm just preaching the Bible, but Ezekiel was a dreamer of a day. He waded to the river at 1,500 feet and water was to his knees. He waded another 1,500 feet and water was to his waist. He waded another 1,500 feet and water was to his chest. And nearly a mile into the river where the waters were there, they were deep enough to swim in. But wait, what began so small and only as wide as a gate was now deep 
and wide. Deep and wide. Ezekiel saw this magnificent torrent representing God's spirit as it hit, you ready for this, the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea is called the Dead Sea because everything's dead that lives in that sea. Everything's dead. But what had been dead in the Dead Sea came to life. What had been hopeless was now hopeful. What had been given up on was now saying, wow, this is happening. I want to tell you, everything that the waters touched, the Bible said, were healed. Can I declare something to you? I prophesy again today. This is my third prophecy. Number one, we're going to sing. Number two, you're going to be blessed this year like never before. And number three, I want to prophesy something to you. You've got dead issues in your life. You've got things that you've given up on 20 years ago, 10 years ago. You said, why why even pray about it? It's over. It's forgotten. God hadn't forgotten it. God hadn't forgotten it. You hear me? God hadn't forgotten it. He will raise something up that you have put away and cast aside if you'll just trust and believe that the waters that are flowing out of this house right here are headed toward a dead sea and everything in that sea is gonna come to life. Relationships are gonna be healed. Families are gonna be put back together. Oh, can I preach right now? Homes are gonna be restored. Marriages are gonna be put back in, in place. God is a healer. He's a healer. He's a healer. I want to show you some pictures here. I want to show you some pictures. You see what you see these pictures? You know what those are? That's windshields. That's windshields that found their way to the auto dump. That's where they go. They've been mashed, smashed, and wrecks, and some of them are got one little nick on them and perhaps a piece cut out of them. Perhaps one piece, but the old windshields are gone and put there. It's a junkyard. But from that junkyard, there's people called Wastemaster that do this with that. They build houses with it. Beautiful homes with it. And then they build this thing out here. I don't know what my son-in-law is. It looks like a frog sitting on a toad or something. <laughs> they build that. I think, I think it's a hothouse or something. But look at this. Show me, the, show me the windshields again. Show me the windshields again. That's that. And when people get a hold of it, it becomes that. Now show me the next scene. It's old tires. That's where I used to get my tires when I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't have any money. And I'd ask Daddy, say, Dad, I need some tires. He said, go out to the junkyard, son. They got some out there. And I'd go to the junkyard and somebody helped me find some tires. And I'd put, I did this, put tires on my car. I'll face the Lord with that because that happened. But look at these old tires. Nobody wanted them. They're junk. Now look what they did with it. Made a house. Here's what I'm telling you. You may have some broken windshields in your life. Your tread may be worn down in your life. But if people, if dreamers of the day can do that, what can the God of heaven do? What can the God of heaven do? It don't matter how much your tread is bare or how many mashes or smashes you've got on your windshield. Put yourself in the hands of God and watch God make something beautiful out of you. He can restore you. He can restore you. The water that runs out of the house of God gets wider and deeper and it runs to the Dead Sea and everything is healed. That's the kind of God we serve. Clap your hands and rejoice in that because that's the kind of God that we serve. 
God does not enlarge and bless without purpose. His power is given to pour into the neediest places of our lives. Oh, divine crescendo come. Brennan Manning in his book, The Signature of Jesus, writes this. Whenever the Spirit of God breaks into our lives, in the middle of our day, in the middle of our week, or in the middle of a lifetime, is to announce in some fashion that the time for behaving hesitantly or indecisively is over. Here's what I want you to do. Instead of saying, you know what? I need to put my, I need to get in, I need to get involved in the church. I, I, I need, go ahead. Hold your nose and jump in. We've got a shallow end if you want to try that first and see if it's cold enough or warm enough for you. But some of you have been doing this for a long time. Quit, quit doing this. Quit saying, mm, 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 mm. That, that leg's a little dead. Let me try this. Mm, mm. Jump. Let Jesus have a chance at your life this year and see what Jesus can do in your life this year. Come on, clap your hands real big. Let Jesus have a chance in your life. Randy, if you'll help me. A minister was dispensing food through his church one day. He told the residents in that impoverished area to come to the soup kitchen on a particular day and all the people were instructed to bring enough for two quarts because they had to they had to manage the food they had to ration it and so they were handing out food and all of a sudden this little 11 year old boy comes up dragging a three gallon bucket (laughs) and the minister looked at him and said son what are you doing he said I've come to get some food my family needs food and he's got this three gallon bucket And the minister said, son, and he realized the kid didn't understand quarts from pints, from gallons, from liters. He didn't understand that. He said, son, come here. And he told the people at the food kitchen, he said, because he has come asking large, let's give large. And they put a gallon, gallon and a half in his bucket and had to have somebody assist him to take it home because it was too heavy. Here's what I'm telling you. What size bucket are you bringing to God? David said, my cup runs over. David said, it's it's like a well springing up. David said, it's like a river. David said, it's like a sea. David had to enlarge his capacity. Some of you need to enlarge your capacity because this much will fill you up. It really will. You got this little old cup and you say, well, that's about all I can take, God. Thank you. Why don't you drag a three-gallon cup, a big old bucket up here and say, God, I need you to fill this up. Fill this up. Alexander the Great was a very proud man, a proud king. And one day his secretary, treasurer, came to him and said, Alexander, the man whose daughter you want, the man who's, who, who has the daughter that you want in marriage has come to me and asked for a certain amount of money, said, because you told him to come to me 
and ask what he wanted to ask and you would give it to him for the daughter in marriage. But sir, he's asked unbelievable amount and said, we could just give him a portion of that and he'd be happy. And Alexander said, how much did he ask for? And he said, sir, he's asked for it. And he gave him the figure and it was off the chart. And Alexander said, go pay him all the money he asked for. Go pay him. Because he, he knows three things. He knows that I'm a king. He knows that I'm a king. He honors me at that. And he knows I'm able to do that. And he knows I'm kind enough to do that. Go take care of him. I want to declare, how big do you want to ask in 2019? How big do you want to ask in 2019? It's time to open up your mouth and start asking God for big things. He'll do it. 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 I got to close. I got to close. I'm going to read you three scriptures here, all from the same text in closing. It's Ephesians 3. It says in the NIV, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Say imagine. That's dreamers of the day. According to his power that is at work within us. I like that version. And I like the next one, the living Bible. Now glory be to God who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we could ever dare to ask or even dream of. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. I like that version a little better. But I sure love this one. Ephesians 3 from the message. God can do anything, you know. Hey, you know that? Far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Glory through all millennial. Oh, yes. I want you to walk out of here today saying... I'm going to sing this year. Oh, yes. Say, I'm going to go higher in God this year. Oh, yes. And say, God's going to heal my family and my life and put things back together and bring the dead promises back to life. Oh, yes. You need to walk out of church today with an oh, yes in your heart. Come on. You need to have an oh, yes in your heart today. Stand to your feet all over the building. Clap your hands and rejoice because God is a yes God in our life today. He's a yes God. He's a yes God. Come on, clap your hands real big. Clap them real big. Clap them real big. Woo! Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and you'll read about the Israelites renaming a valley. A valley that was called the Valley of Battle became known as the Valley of Blessing. They renamed it. It's time for you to quit fighting and start receiving. Rename your promises. Rename your things from God. Not, I've got to battle, battle, battle. Say, I'm going to be blessed, blessed, blessed. Walk out of here today saying, oh yes, oh yes. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If somebody would like for a pastor to pray for you today, if you have a physical ailment, if you have a spiritual ailment, if you have a, one of those dead promise situations, I want you to come. I want to bless you before we go here today. We've got about five or six minutes. We're not ready to dismiss yet. Come on down right now. Come on. Come on down. If you need me to pray for you, just come on down. Everybody, everybody just wants something from God special today. Come on. Come on right now. Come on. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Come on. That's good. That's good. Come on down here. That's so beautiful. I love you guys. You know that, don't you? You know that. 
you know that it's such an honor to pray for you on Sunday morning. Come on down, come on down, come on down, come on down. We got some spots here in the middle, right here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on down, here they come. Come out of the balcony, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. Everybody say, God's good. And he's good all the time. And say, he's a yes. Amen. God. Amen. I love him. I love him. Is everyone here? Everyone here that wants to be here? All right. I want you to lift your hands. And I'm going to bless you in the name of the Lord. Dear Father, whatever they brought out of last year, I'm going to ask it to be cut away today. Ever doubt, ever fear, ever problem, ever issue. God, I want them to shut the door on it today. Say no more. No more. It's going to be a brand new year, a brand new day, a brand new time for my life. And I'm going to sing and I'm going to go higher and I'm going to be healed. And I'm going to be set free from all these angst. I will be set free in Jesus' name. Lord, you're an able God. You're a God that's kind enough to do it and you're willing to do it. And you are my king and I love you. And I honor you today. So I'm just asking you in the name of the Lord, do me a favor, God, and let me feel that presence. Let me know that joy that only you can send and only you can know. Now bless them. Bless these people. Amen. Lord, bless these people. Amen. In the name of Jesus, let them know right now that they can walk out of here with an oh yes in their heart today. With a yes in my spirit today because I understand that there are dreamers of the day and we are going to be dreamers of the day. We're going to see something. We're going to speak to that something and we're going to seize it in the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, let the hand of God be upon these people and let them know without a shadow of a doubt that they've been blessed by the hand of God in this house today and they're going to have a great, great tomorrow and a great, great year. In Jesus' name, say amen. Now I want you to pray for yourself right now. Audience, lift your hands toward these people. And let them bless their their own self right now. Come on, pray for yourself right now. Open up your mouth. Start declaring some things. Come on, I declared it for you. Now you declare it. Come on, you declare it. Come on, you got to speak it. You declare it. Declare it. Say it. Say it. Speak it. Come on, speak it out right now. Speak it out right now. Speak it out. Let the Logos become a rhema. Come on, speak it out right now. Say it. Say it in the name of the Lord. Say it in the name of the Lord. Say it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Speak it out. Speak it out. Hallelujah. On our watch station, on our listening station, speak it out right now. Whatever's bugging you, whatever the problem is, God's able to fix it. God's able to help you. You're going to sing again. You're going to go higher in God than you've ever gone. And you're going to be healed in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. That's it, that's it, that's it. Come on. Come on, that's it, that's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now put your hands above your head and clap real big all over the house. All over the house. All over the house. We're dreamers of the day. Come on, we're dreamers of the day. All over the house. All over the house. All over the house. Amen. Now let me bless the whole audience. Dear Father, I bless this whole audience today. I bless them as they depart here today. May the grace of God be upon them. May your countenance shine upon their face. And may they know the peace that only comes from you and a joy that only you can give and an understanding that you can provide in our hearts and our lives. Bless these people today. And Lord, let them bid the Spirit to land in their hearts.
because when spirit lands, opportunities open up. That's what happens. In Jesus' name, bring us back at prayer in the morning, those that can make it. And God, bring us back Wednesday night for the word. Another word on God is able and God is ready. Amen. I love you. God bless you. Have a good day. Be blessed of the Lord. Amen. Go out of here praising him and saying, oh yeah, oh yeah. I will sing, I will go higher, and I will be healed. I love you. God bless. God bless. I love you. I love you. I heard you praying. I heard you.